0: Welcome to Saber for the Spectator, a podcast where we discuss various aspects of Olympic saber fencing and sports marketing in an attempt to build a case for saber fencing as a mainstream lucrative spectator sport. So this week, I want to talk about the aesthetics of saber and kind of the one note uniformity that I think is dragging us down from a spectator standpoint. So let's imagine for a second that For whatever reason, uh, you know nothing about the NFL or American football. But you're sat on your couch on a Sunday afternoon and you're flipping through the channels and you come across Broncos versus Raiders. And you don't know who these people are, but it's easy for you to follow the action because one of them is blue and orange and one of them is black and white. Now take the same situation and flip it, apply it to, to fencing, flipping through the channels and you come across a saber, Saber match and it completely falls apart because there's no color, there's nothing for the audience to attach themselves to, and without these emotional attachment points, it's so easy for the the audience member to just disengage and dissociate from whatever's going on on screen because it's no longer two swordsmen going at it, you know, hacking away. It's two silver mannequins throwing themselves at each other every time the referee says go and that's just not engaging to watch. What it really boils down to is that the lack of distinguishing uniforms has stripped away the humanity from the fencers and you're turning them into objects. And once the audience starts thinking about them as objects, you're you've lost them. Because I don't want to watch things compete. I'm interested in the in the human drama, in the stories that are driving these bouts. And an almost perfect foil to, yeah hey <laughs> foil, uh, but a, a perfect foil to the state of Saber right now. It's a bit left field, but if you go on YouTube and you look up sand marble races by Gels Marble Races, it's essentially this guy just makes a big sand pathway going down some hill some nondescript hill and he gets like 32 different colored marbles and he assigns these fun little jinky little charismatic names to all of them he puts on his announcer voice and he rolls these marbles down the hill down this little racetrack he's created and he films them and he creates these whole grand prix around them and they're just absurdly entertaining and engrossing and it's because he's done the exact opposite of what our current Sabre broadcasting is done. He's taken uninteresting, identical, inanimate objects and imbued them with so much personality and character just visually that you start caring about them like they're actual people. So we need to take a, a leaf out of this guy's book and start applying those same principles to our our broadcasting. Of course, there is a a valid counter argument to be made that in fencing in particular, you don't need these colors for differentiation because with very few exceptions the fence on the left is always going to be on the left and the fence on the right is always going to be on the right but what a functionalist uninteresting and frankly boring take what a what a sterile way to look at sword fighting don't you want to make this into more of a show it's our job if we want to see the sport really take off to create dynamic, interesting, emotional attachment points for the audience to create a streamlined pathway from potential new fan to die-hard saber-fencing fanatic. In uh, in the sports marketing field, and just the marketing field in general, uh, there's this model called the Audience Engagement Ladder, and what it does is it illustrates the different levels of fan engagement as rungs on a ladder with the bottom being the most unengaged fans and the top being the most engaged fans, the avid kind of super fans. So this model uh, essentially groups fans into one of three categories. At the bottom, we have the unengaged and the casuals. These are people that either don't know the sport at all or will watch it on TV occasionally, but never on purpose. The next level of engagement includes our watchers and interactives. These are the fans that tune into matches pretty regularly and consume a lot of non-game content, such as analysis videos and fencing blog posts. And finally, at the top, we have our avid superfans. So not only do they watch every major match, they likely have a favorite athlete or team and consume as much non-game content as they can and know statistics and win-loss rates on certain matchups. So this model is super helpful for kind of charting a pathway uh, for or like a plan of action for engaging fans, but we've kind of mutilated it. The lack of distinguishing colors and characteristics in our sport has essentially chopped off the ends of our audience engagement ladder. Every competitor in our sport looking largely the same, at least uniform-wise, deters new fans from joining our community, and the interactive fans uh, who are looking to move up the engagement ladder, who would love to buy jerseys, flags, posters, any kind of merchandise, they're simply out of luck. So in doing so, we've created this very restrictive space where not only is new fan acquisition incredibly tough, but the fans that we do have are left in a limbo. And they're just super invested in the sport, but they have no way to really engage with it outside of just watching it. Distinctive individual and team colors would do so much for the growth of the sport, because not only is it going to blow open the doors for franchising deals and merchandising deals, but it gives the saber community something to emotionally latch onto. They need something to to rally behind and good naturedly divide themselves against. So much of the spectator experience in a sport is choosing your team or your athlete and repping their colors or their insignia at matches, and more importantly, in day to day attire. You know, it's it's fun to to you know just lightheartedly beef with a friend because, you know, he's a Chargers fan and you're, you're a Chiefs fan, and so on and so forth. But there's really none of that that exists right now. And it's because of the lack of of uniforms. And at the end of the day, the uniforms are just so much more than creating, you know, opportunities for, for merchandising and money, even though that is important. And it would be super helpful for athletes to be able to sell their jerseys, sell their merchandise, just as extra revenue. But more than that, it's about the sense of community that you build. When you give the athletes power to design their own their own jerseys, design their own lameses, put whatever colors they want. I'm sure that they're going to give themselves a little nickname too, something. I don't know. But when you do that, you open the door for this mythos building that is so common in in just the sporting arena people want villains to to root against and punks and heroes and underdogs and all this stuff but you can't have any of it while everyone is looking so similar and while we have our our events so sterilized at the end of the day I believe that all successful spectator sports exist in, in two capacities. The first of which, uh, obviously, is to serve as a platform for the best athletes in that sport to go at it and really sharpen their skills against each other. But the second one, and which I think has frankly been forgotten uh, by the FIE and by the USFA, is that it's for entertainment. And Sydney Sabre, the guys over at Sydney Sabre put it best on their blog post. Uh, When they say that professional sport is fundamentally there for entertainment. Let yourself be entertained. Sword fighting is cool. Fencing is cool. Saber is cool. But we're so intent on making it seem as drab and as adult as possible. Let's get some flashy uniforms in there. Let's just start having having a good time with it again. It's a game at the end of the day. Let's inject some fun back into it. And that's going to be it for this episode. Join us next time where we'll be discussing the East Coast centralization of saber fencing and how we can start getting some high-level saber over here on the West Coast. This has been Saber for the Spectator, wishing you good health and good fencing.